0: Welcome back to another episode of For the Love of Money. These little quick episodes that I like to call my two cents. Now, today I'm going to tell you about one of the most significant moments in my life. A moment that had more impact on my life than almost any other moment I can remember. No joke. The time I decided to read 30 books in 30 days. Yes, that's right. I read 30 books in 30 days. You see... Just over two years ago, I was not liking how I was showing up in life. I was going through the motions. I was playing at 60%. I was taking shortcuts. I wasn't loving people the way I should, you know, not loving human beings the way I should. I had a very negative or judgmental outlook. You know, I was even drinking more than usual, eating worse foods than I would typically eat, and spending money on dumb, useless stuff. Now, I don't want to paint a picture of being down and out because that was far from the truth. I was not like some sad case or something, but I was unhappy. I was bored. Matter of fact, have you ever heard the phrase, good is the enemy of great by Jim Collins? It is so true. Good is the enemy of great. You know, when you have greatness inside of you, but you're not doing anything to pursue it, it can be a very boring and lonely place. And when you're bored and lonely, you try to fill that time with stupid things, activities, and useless adventures that all really amount to nothing to be quite honest with you. The worst part was that my wife, Lori was on a rocket ship. You know, she was living the life that she was meant to live. She was doing the work. She was hustling the hustle. Her business was thriving. She was full of purpose. She was giving back and she was pouring herself into self development, something that I totally was not doing. You know, she had just launched her epic, life-changing online self-development program called The Bliss Habit, which, by the way, you can find at theblisshabit.com if you want. And she was just coming off her most successful bliss project ever, the event that she puts on every year. I mean, she was hitting on all cylinders. Everything she touched was turning to gold. And here I was just going through the motions. You know, people from the outside looking in wouldn't be able to tell, but I could sure tell. I could sure feel it. And I think she could, too, probably. Now, a funny thing happens when your significant other keeps growing and you stay the same. You start to form a growing gap between the two of you. You know, it did not take very long for me to realize that one day she'd probably wake up and find me to be quite boring compared to where she had ended up if we had stayed on this trajectory. You know, I wasn't doing anything to grow myself and she was. Now, she never indicated this, but it didn't take, you know, a fortune teller to (laughs) work out the common sense behind that one. So I knew deep inside that something had to change. And I guess you could say I was kind of keeping my eye out for it, but not really intentionally. Now, it was about this time I was doing some mindless scrolling on Instagram, right? We've all been guilty of that. And I came across a guy that I had never seen before named Ty Lopez. Now, you've probably seen Ty Lopez all over social media talking about his cars or his mansion or girls or something like that. And I know there's a lot of mixed feelings about him, but I freaking love the guy. I love him because everything you see online from him is simply a ploy to catch the attention of people that think they want shiny things, but then to turn that attention towards reading. He has literally formed the largest book club in history, even bigger than Oprah's book club from what I understand. Now you see, this guy reads a book a day Every single day, a book a day, every single day. Sounds impossible, right? But it's true. I've met him. So I saw this post where, you know, here he is in his garage and it's a video where he says, Hey, this is my Ferrari and this is my Lamborghini. And as a car lover, that post caught my attention. But then he goes on to say something that really got my attention. He goes on to say, These things are fine, but you know what I really love the most in this garage? And then he kind of pans the camera around to walls upon walls full of books. I mean, thousands of books on bookshelves. I was fascinated. I was even a little bit confused. And I started looking through his profile and I realized how successful the guy was. And that reading is what got him where he is today. So then I started to think to myself, if this guy can read a book a day, every single day of his life and still have the time to be that successful, then, you know, number one, boy, am I lazy by comparison. And and number two, I feel like this is something that maybe I could do as well in order to spark some kind of significant up-leveling in myself. I don't know, it was almost like this little fire that started inside of me. It was just like downloaded inside me. and started to grow and grow and grow. So then for about the next, I don't know, five or six days, the idea of Reading a book a day for 30 days kept entering my mind and it grew and it grew and it grew until I knew, I mean, it was literally a feeling. I couldn't deny that I had to do this. I had to try this. I knew that this was the key to radically up-leveling my life quickly. And remember, I knew something radical had to be done. Do you ever have those moments, by the way? You ever have those feelings? Well, this was mine. That was my feeling and this was my answer. And so I remember I went and I told Lori about this idea. I was actually almost afraid to tell her, but she totally supported it. I thought she would say it was crazy, but she was all in favor for it. And then I went on to clear my entire schedule for the next month. Oh, and keep in mind that I've never had finished an entire book in my adult life before that moment. Yes, I know, pathetic, but it was true. I had never finished an entire book in my adult life before that moment. Kind of sad looking back. Now, one of the things I knew about myself, especially then when I was just going through the motions and playing at 60%, was that I would have to attach this to something that would hold me accountable. I knew I'd quit halfway through if I didn't. I knew I was a great salesman at selling myself on why I did good enough already, and and I didn't want that to happen. I really wanted to stick this one out. So I decided I would tell my entire social media network, right? Everybody that followed us, that for the next 30 days, I was going to read a book a day. And Lori and I, in order to have some skin in the game and hold me accountable, put it out there that we would match all of the money that was donated to the Make-A-Wish Foundation through a link that we had formed in order to help hold me accountable. You know, it was similar to like when people raise money because they're about to raise, uh, run a marathon or, or an Ironman or something like that. I knew that had I attached it to something that I really cared about and that would make me feel incredibly guilty if I didn't follow through, that that's what would push me through the really tough points when I wanted to quit. So we did it. That was it. It was decided. The whole world knew what I was about to a try. You know, there's 30 books in 30 days and, and there was no looking back. So now one would think, that the toughest part of reading a book a day for 30 days would be freeing up the time for it. And that turned out, quite honestly, to be the easiest part. The toughest part was physically and mentally getting through it. Especially the physical part. That part surprised me. I mean, it was a hundred times tougher than I expected. You know, I remember the the third day that I woke up into reading. I woke up and I thought, oh, I'm getting the flu. My shoulders are achy. My muscles are achy. My head hurts and and my eyes hurt. And I thought to myself, oh, great. You know, the first time I, I try and do something to radically improve my life, of course I get sick. Of course that's the way it would go. But then I decided I was going to continue on anyways. I grabbed the book on that third day and I got into position to read. And I realized I did not have the flu at all. My muscles were literally sore from the first two days of sitting in that same position and holding the books. My head literally hurt from doing all the reading. My eyes were fried, it felt like. And so I quickly learned that I had to start changing positions throughout the day. I'd read on my stomach. I'd read on my back. I would stand and read. I'd walk and read. You name it. I had to keep moving so that I wouldn't feel so sore in order to get through the the physical challenge of reading 30 books in 30 days. It almost sounds funny saying that out loud, but it's one of the most physical challenging things that you'll ever do. Another thing I realized was how bad of a reader I was. This was almost embarrassing. I had a hard time reading and retaining. I had a hard time paying attention. I would read the same damn page over and over and over again until I paid attention to it. But the cool part was, the more I did it, the further I got into the 30 days the better I got at reading. And by the end of the 30 days, I mean, I was a pure ninja at reading. I remember one time Lori looked over at me in bed. And if you could picture me, I I was looking down at my book and moving my finger along the lines like a speed reader. You know, line after line after line after line after line. And my head was turning left to right to left to right to left to right. And she looks at me, she goes, oh my God, are you reading like that? And I hadn't even realized that I started reading that quickly. But that was kind of the muscle that I developed by repetitively reading day after day after day after day. I became a really fast reader and was able to retain it. The toughest part was taking in all the information mentally all those days. You know, it doesn't sound very tough, but holy crap, it was crazy. I remember my brain was fried after each day of reading. I, I had nothing to offer. I had nothing to talk about. I felt like I just wanted to pass out and go to sleep. You know, I, quite honestly, I wouldn't have been able to, to finish without Lori sometimes grabbing the book for me and reading a chapter out loud just to give me a break while I rested my eyes and, you know, laid in her lap. But I pushed on and I, I did it anyways. And at the end of the 30 days, I had done something that I never thought I would do in my life. I had read a book a day for 30 days. And as expected, this resulted in tons of breakthroughs. It it turned out to be everything I hoped it would be and then more. Now, it was not just the knowledge that I gained from 30 books. You know, of course, all the info was great for me. But that might have been the least of it. Seriously, I realized so many other things. I gained so many other things. For example, as I mentioned before, I became an excellent reader. I could read and retain a book at, at lightning speed now. And it formed this habit that I am so grateful to have today. I also learned how much time I had wasted in life before this. Because when I carved out the six to nine hours per day that it took me to get the books done, I realized that I really didn't have to give up as much as I thought I would in order to fit it in. That was kind of a sad realization, but also a great valuable one at the same time. You know, it was was the realization of how much time I was wasting on stupid stuff before and how I could use that time better going forward, which is why I'm so much more efficient today, why I can get so much done today. You know, I also gained this new sense of pride in myself. You know, I felt interesting to people again. I, I thought I had something to talk about again, something to offer. You know, I know it sounds small, but feeling interesting is one of the greatest feelings in the world and not Feeling interesting is one of the shittiest feelings in the world. So now I felt unstoppable, like I had value to add to everybody. And I built the new habit of reading. I mean, I was in love with this habit, and I still am today. It's become such a huge part of my life. I went from someone who never read books to somebody who obsesses over books now. It's the greatest form of self-development that you can do on a regular basis, and it's affordable to everyone. And thanks to linking it to Make-A-Wish, we raised 15 $1,000 that we were able to donate to them. And by the way, thanks to all of you who, who followed me back then and donated. I mean, that's really cool. That grants two wishes for kids that needed it. But best of all, I got this massive download about what matters most in life. You see, the way I picked out, picked out the books was really quite random. The only rules were that they had to be less than 300 pages so that I could get them done. And they had to likely benefit me in some form of growth. But other than that, they had nothing in common. Some were books that people have been telling me to read for years. Others were books that people sent me that was pretty cool when they heard I was doing this. Um, Others were ones that Lori was trying to get me to read. There was really no rhyme or reason to these 30 books as long as they fit that other criteria. You know, I read everything from self-development books to biographies to business books to spiritual books to fables. You name it, I read it. And something amazing started to reveal itself halfway through. I remember I stopped one day halfway through and I said to Lori, you're never going to believe this, babe, but I'm about 15 books in and every single book, regardless of what it was supposed to be about, always came down to one concept. And that was this concept of giving, giving, giving if you wanted to be happier, Giving if you wanted a better relationship. Giving if you wanted to see your business grow or if you wanted to be a better leader. Giving is what made other people successful. Giving, 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 giving was the common thread in every single book for 30 books. Not 29 out of 30 books, not 28 out of 30 books. 30 out of 30 freaking books, the common thread was giving. I couldn't believe it. I almost still can't believe it today. I never anticipated finding a common thread, especially one like this. Now, listen, I had always kind of been a generous individual. I'm not sure how I got that trait. You know, great upbringing. Thank you, mom and dad, but it's always been there. But this took it to a new level for me. This solidified it for me. This was the key to everything. I wanted the key to happiness, the key to love, the key to success. You name it. Giving is the key to everything. You could even say that it was the seed that started to birth this podcast. I felt like I had stumbled upon, I don't know, the greatest secret ever. I mean, trust me, I realize that it's not that big of a secret. Course giving's great. Everybody knows that, but it felt like it. I, I felt like I knew something that other people didn't, like I had some kind of secret weapon all of a sudden, and it significantly up-leveled our life ever since. So why did I tell you this story? What does it have to do with the business and life and giving and all that stuff? Well, because if you've ever found yourself down and out, or even if you found yourself just being good enough to get by, which trust me, I know can not be a good feeling, then I wanted you to realize that doing something radical in order to up-level your life is just what you need. Just chipping away at it is probably not going to radically change you. It's not going to put you on that rocket ship that you wish that you were on. Now, listen, it doesn't have to be 30 books in 30 days. I mean, yours is probably going to be something different. Maybe it's going to be an event that you would have never gone to, a a retreat in some country you would have never gone to. Maybe it's a program that you invest in that you're afraid to part with the money on. You know, maybe it's a mentor that you go out and get. Uh, Maybe it's a fast that you do, a, a new tribe that you create. I don't know. Maybe you... Uh, you know, drop what you're doing and, and you move across the country. Who knows? It's going to be different for everybody. But doing something significant, something huge, something scary is the fastest way to get that boost that you are looking for. You know, I cannot imagine where my life would be, where our life would be had I not done this. It's opened doors that I never imagined opening and it's made me happier and more present than I have ever been in my entire life and it was easy to quickly realize that that is what matters most so what a beautiful gift that was given to me on the day that I tripped across Ty Lopez's you know cheesy video on Instagram in his garage showing his cars and then his books I'm forever, forever grateful for that and I don't know maybe this podcast will be that same thing that sparks this radical upleveling in somebody else's life. I can only hope that it would do the same for somebody else that it, that it did for me. So thanks for listening to my two cents, to my story, and I cannot wait to see what you do to uplevel your life. Find me on Instagram at Chris W Harder. Send me a message, let me know what you're gonna to do to radically up level your life. Just know that I'm totally cheering you on. Thanks for listening, and if you loved this episode and know of someone else who is as successful as they are generous, please pass them on to me. It would mean the world to me if you help me get this cause and this message out to as many listeners as I can. So please, if you liked what you heard, it goes a long way if you take 30 seconds and leave me a five-star review and share this with your friends. I'll be forever grateful. And until the next episode, cheers to your success.